to Muffin Talk. Muffin, uh, welcome to Muffin Talk. Muffin Talk is a weekly radio program to which I invite guests to talk about their work and their passion for issues on community programs, social justice, Bible studies, cultures, or religions. Today, I have invited Harpreet Singh Kohli to a Zoom recording or broadcast. Harpreet, a very warm welcome and hi to my radio program. Oh, thank you, Kira. Harpreet Singh Kohli is the Sikh representative on the Auckland Interfaith Council. Recently, Harpreet has, was in his home region in India where his son got married. Harpreet, first of all, where is your home region in India? Uh, I come from a place called Chandigarh, which is about 250 kilometers from Delhi. But the wedding took place in Delhi. In Delhi. Oh, my yeah. God. That's a huge town. <laughs> mega town. Mega city. Uh, definitely. It was one. A little bit uh, difficult, but yeah, it went ahead. <laughs> and so before we go into the specifics of uh, having a wedding during this these difficult times, can you tell us more about the way weddings are celebrated according to the Sikh traditions? Uh, the Sikh tradition is very simple. Uh, but over uh, these years and decades and the uh, centuries, uh, I think people have added a lot of cultural stuff into it. And in addition to that, the modern way has become a little bit more different. Can you give us some examples? <clears throat> Okay, uh, the simple wedding is basically the uh, the bride and the groom and the fa- uh, family, close family members. They go into the uh, Sikh temple, the Gurudwara, and they basically submit themselves uh, to the Guru, the Guru Granth Sahib. And, uh, yeah, for those, uh, just for those who are not so familiar with the Sikh tradition, uh, can you say something about what a guru is? Is that the leader of the temple? Uh, the guru, as I see, in the Sikh uh, religion, we've got Guru Nanak, who was the founder of the Sikh religion. That was way back in uh, about 550 years ago. Uh, and then followed by Guru Nanak, we had uh, nine more gurus in the physical form. The... The last guru, Guru Gobind Singh, he handed over the reins to, as a, we had the Guru Granth Sahib, which is uh, the immortal living guru for us in terms of, in the written word for us. So the all the hymns and the teachings of from Guru Nanak to Guru Gobind Singh, they have been incorporated into this uh, form, which is printed and uh, we bow to the word, word, not to any physical being. So that's the background. Yeah, okay. That's so, just, it's just important because who is the guru? Is it a living person or is it uh, somebody who passed away already? Yeah, so basically we both uh, worship the word of God, which is contained in the Guru Granth Sahib, and that is the eternal guru we, uh, uh, we talk about today. Yeah. Now, when a Sikh wedding takes place, uh, we have, uh, we call it Lama, L-A- 
A-V-A-N. So Lama is basically going around the Guru Granth Sahib while hymns are being sung, specifically which have been designed by the fourth Guru, Guru Ramdas Ji. Now, uh, what happens is uh, the, the bride and the groom, they come and submit themselves, bow, bow in front of the Guru Granth Sahib, and uh, the, the priest or the anybody doesn't have to be a priest. Anybody who is able to read and recite the uh, hymns from the Guru Granth Sahib uh, sings the uh, hymns one by one. So there are four hymns which are uh, sung. Now, when the first hymn is sung, the, the bride and the groom, then they bow in front of the Guru and go around uh, the Guru Granth Sahib and then come and bowl again. So this happens four times. And at the end of the fourth uh, uh, round, it's basically that the wedding has been completed. So the priest... Can I ask what language uh, the songs are? And what language is the ceremony? Is it a certain language or is it the language of the people? It's a Punjabi language, the language which is the scripture uh, is written in. So... But uh, in the modern times, what happens is the the priest or the uh, people who are singing the hymns, somebody will try explain the hymns to the bride and the groom as to what is meant when they are submitting themselves uh, for uh, sanctifying that particular uh, marriage, the union. Because in, um, in the Sikh religion, marriage is not something which is, let's say, a contract or, uh, you know, it, 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 it's it's something, it's pretty sacred bond which it is there. It's a mutual dependence between the uh, the bride and the uh, groom, the man and the woman. So <laughs> it's, it's a partnership of equals. So it's, it's important for uh, the person who is conducting the wedding to explain that to the, uh, the the young couple, that it was not just a physical union. It, it's uh, the target is the spiritual union, where you two are joining together, joining hands, and uh, uh, traveling the path of righteousness. And equality is an important thing, which is uh, part of that particular partnership. So you're uniting as a spirit, as well as mind and body. And um, what you're trying to do is achieve that ultimate goal of union with the, the Lord. So, yeah. And at the same time, the parents and the close family members are sitting around. So it's a joining of the uh, families as well. It's forming a larger extended family for the young uh, couple. And every member plays a role in the in helping the uh, young couple in their journey towards this uh, the new wonderful path which they have chosen. Can I just ask how do how do the couple find each other because they are equal? So do they find each other at work or is it something where the parents are involved and say, "Well, yeah, look, this this would be a nice person." Um, I don't know how is it. Yeah, uh, traditionally, uh, it used to be the parents who would introduce the, well, not only introduce, traditionally, the parents used to choose the bride and the groom. Now, as uh, 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 time passed, 
what has happened is the parents have uh, started asking the boy and the girl oh this is a, a match we feel it will be good for you and then uh, it goes ahead as of now today i mean with the development of uh, whatever the society uh parents have given the choice to the uh, youngsters as well so they can choose themselves if they let's say like you said finding a partner uh, at work or maybe at a sports field or anywhere in any walk of life and uh, as i said earlier it's a very sacred bond which uh, is important so whenever these things happen whenever people uh, are meeting outside and the families are not known to each other they always encourage let's let the families also know each other and you guys also uh, understand each other and uh, be ready for being there for each other for long 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 times you know so it's it's a it's very sacred so uh, the intention is that you are being partners in this particular journey where you will have children you've got to take care of the children together you've got other household responsibilities that will also come along which at a younger age you don't even anticipate but you've been seeing the extended families your parents your extended uh, uh relatives who are also in that same sacred bond but yeah the society plays a big role as well So there is there a, a ceremony before for the separation of the children or the, the youngsters Sorry I didn't get you is there, pre- is there a preparation or an engagement or something beforehand Uh like, yeah it, it has happened now with the times like my son was in London and during the lockdown last year uh some relatives of ours they mentioned about this family in delhi and their young daughter so you know the conversation started we introduced our son to them on zoom skype <laughs> so they had never met each other physically oh my god <laughs> and uh, so we came to know about the family we talked to each other and we felt okay it might be a good match so we introduced them uh so we sitting in new zealand they sitting in delhi and my son in london so they had a conversation after a couple of weeks they said oh yeah we are ready we think we will uh, be okay so we asked them what did you talk you haven't even met each other and they all i think are whatever we are thinking we we think alike and we seem to be uh, uh gelling together yeah so yeah so that happened and uh, then they co- communicated to us the parents yes that we are fine and yeah during the lockdowns everything happened on zoom whatsapp <laughs> so we all agreed okay done uh so seems like yeah. a very very modern marriage very modern marriage and yeah also- in the same um, thing i i would want to mention let's say see the bri- uh, the bride to be at that time mentioned it to her, her parents and asan mentioned to us uh, that he was okay then we had a zoom meeting and at the zoom meeting the important thing again was we do an ardas a prayer a submission to uh, guru granth sahib that this is what 
we have uh, the children are wanting to go ahead uh, into a wedding please give us permission to go ahead uh, with this occasion so seek the blessings and then share the sweets and all <laughs> sitting there <laughs> sitting miles apart Um, so you share sweets? You share sweets? Uh, yeah. I mean, any occasion is always party time. <laughs> <laughs> so we get an excuse to uh, have that party thing. Uh, so yeah, sitting in the lockdown, we was, we had that occasion. And then uh, obviously uh, we could not meet. They could not meet. But uh, way back in November last year, uh, our daughter-in-law was able to go to Ireland where she had studied uh, so they were there for, my son also went down to Ireland so they had a first meeting at that time in November after about 7-8 months so yeah. that was awesome so yeah at that stage uh, they again felt that yes they they would love to go ahead and yeah then the formalization started, when to have the wedding, where to have the wedding And then the lockdowns again started. <laughs> oh my God. So now, now we, are, we are in the middle of this uh, topic. Can you tell us a little bit more how it went ahead and how you did precautions in order to, to be able to go ahead? Yeah, uh, because of the COVID situation all over the world, and uh, my son was in transition from uh, London, he is moving to Ireland. So he have he was he finished his work in March at uh, in London. So he flew down to uh, Delhi, and we plan to go down to uh, Delhi as well. So on the last day, as we were about to fly, uh, our Prime Minister announced that there was an issue uh, with the uh, increasing uh, uh, COVID situation in India. So we were in a quandary whether to go ahead, go to India or not. But finally, again, we did the Ardas and we said, okay, whatever God has planned, let's go ahead. And uh, we'll try and stay safe and stay isolated. We'll change the plans, whatever was uh, done over there, and do our best. So we landed in Delhi and... Uh, At that stage, it was not that bad. But within about four, five days, uh, both the families realized that things were not going in the right direction. So whatever preparations they had done, uh, a larger wedding with uh, probably about 100, 150 people coming in, the relatives and friends from different parts of the country, uh, all the cancellations started. So all the bookings which we they had done, Uh, because we were going from New Zealand, uh, the bride's family had done a lot of preparations. They had done, uh, they put in a lot of effort. They had done so much. For, even on our behalf, they were doing everything. So, so one by one, all the cancellations had to be done. We started calling up uh, relatives not to move from wherever they were. And at the end of the day, uh, we had to change the date as well. Because uh, there was a curfew in the in Delhi, mm. so yeah, so last minute changes and all the occasions and uh, ceremonies which we were planning to do uh, again, those were cultural ceremonies. Yes, uh, you know they put the henna, the mehndi, they call it. 
and there were oh, what else? Oh, uh, they, they do a few uh, things like Mandy was one of them singing. Uh, they call it Lady Sangeet. Uh, what is that? We also, sorry. What is that? Lady Sangeet is uh, the the ladies of the uh, uh, family and the extended family. They get together and do a lot of singing of songs and dances oh. and all those things. Oh, men also join in. <laughs> <laughs> so everything was cancelled. So everything we did at the bride's house. So you know the the few uh, things, the cultural things which are done at the bride's place and a few uh, on the uh, bridegroom's side. So now we did it everything together in one place. <laughs> so we were each other's relatives. So generally, um, uh, a bridegroom's uh, side would not be at the bride uh, bride's place uh, in the first few days. But now nobody else was there. We were good doing it together, <laughs> so it was pretty good, pretty interesting, and um, might yeah, be the start uh, of a new tradition. Oh, yeah! <laughs> the boy and the girl were singing and dancing at the same spot, which <laughs> would not have happened in a traditional wedding, you know, because they would be at separate, dif- uh, different houses. Yeah. <laughs> so here they were all together. <laughs> so, yeah. And what about the religious part then? Uh, we had to move that from uh, one of the gurdwaras, the big gurdwaras in Delhi. Uh, it's called Rakab Ganj. That's one of the historical gurdwaras there. Uh, initial pl- uh, planning was over there, but that had to be cancelled because of uh, the COVID situation. As I said, it was the wedding was on the 25th of April, but that had to be moved because of the uh, problems. So then we had it at the local gurdwara where the bride uh, brides uh, lives in that area. So we requested over there and they were able to give us a slot. So uh, again, because of the restrictions in Delhi, we were only the close family members. I mean, we four had gone from uh, New Zealand, me, my wife, my younger son and my mom. So we four were from the uh, groom's side and from the bride side there was a, uh, her grandparents maternal and paternal grandparents her uh, dad's uh, brother and his wife and mother's brother and uh, mother's uh, sister and uh, husband now they all live in the same area so we had actually formed a very small bubble of about 15 16 people so on all the occasions, we were the only people who were there. So we tried to remain in that bubble to ensure that nobody gets sick. And the conditions outside uh, that particular bubble were not that great. We had a very sad incident which was reported uh, that even the New Zealand High Commission uh, had a COVID situation within the uh, uh, that particular premises. And it wasn't a very nice one. Somebody uh, lost his life as well there. So, um, I mean, that is the extent of uh, uh, the condition in that particular area. But with God's grace, I think we were able to stay in that bubble, ensure that everybody was wearing masks. And when we were not wearing, uh, when we were 
uh, a little bit separated. We did remove our masks, but we were sure that these are the only people who were in that uh, bubble. So, and who yeah. was the and the priest? Was he also part of? Was there a priest for the ceremony? Yeah, there was a priest, and uh, uh, there was there was a uh, ragi jata. Ragi jata is a uh, like uh, a choir. Uh, at the Gurdwara, we have three people. Two people are playing the harmonium and the other person is playing a tabla. So they were singing the hymns. So that group was a poor uh, person's group. Again, everybody maintaining their distances. And uh, maybe I'll share some uh, pictures at some stage with you yeah, yeah. at the Gurdwara. Because uh, I've, I've, seen, I've seen choirs singing in other places in Europe and where people were... Singing, standing in different corners to sing, which doesn't really help for a good choir. So yeah. singing is a big problem. Yeah. No, uh, but these people, uh, you know, they have been staying uh, separate as well in the separate bubbles. So they have been trying. To, you know, the Sikhs in the, uh, Delhi have been very, very uh, helpful all over the, uh, Delhi. They've been. Uh, Keeping their distances, they've been providing langar throughout the langar is the food uh, and uh, even oxygen cylinders and I don't know what all these guys have been doing. Um, so, coming back to the gurdwara, they had maintained their uh, uh, restrictions as well. Yeah. So, number of people coming to the gurdwara was reduced. So, only uh, at the entrance they had. Uh, the sanitizer sprays going on. So, yeah, I mean, it was difficult, nervousness, plenty of nervousness, but yeah. excited at the same time. <laughs> but it shows that there is a possibility to to have celebrations if you're cautious and responsible and yeah. if everybody uh, follows the, the rules. Yeah, I mean, that was the key point. I think we've been really blessed in New Zealand where... I, uh, since last year, since the outbreak of the pandemic, our community all over New Zealand has been so uh, helpful to everybody by, and, and ensured that we were following the instructions given by the government. We have been very, very lucky and I think compliments to our uh, entire population uh, in New Zealand who followed the rules. Unfortunately, in India, I found um, because of the maybe the numbers, it wasn't that uh, easy for them to control masses. Despite the requests being made by the government uh, to uh, stay safe, stay away from uh, big gatherings and all those things. Some of the people were not following the uh, rules and the regulations. Now, I'm sorry to say this, but it is, it's not something what the governments can do. It is the people who have to be proactive and support the governments uh, to get the things sorted. People are not getting themselves uh, vaccinated. Now, they can see people are dying they're still not uh, uh, keeping their distances and masks. You can't help it over there. 
we've been very lucky. I, I think New Zealanders are need to be commended for everything we've done over here, and we've kept the COVID away. And how how was your travel back to to New Zealand? Was it all good? Omission. <laughs> <laughs> We had traveled uh, on uh, Emirates to India, and we were supposed to come back uh, on Emirates, obviously. But um, Emirates, uh, when we landed there in about fifteen days, we realized that Emirates had suspended all flights. Back to, uh, out of uh, India, so even now they have uh, they don't have any flights coming out of India. So it was a panic situation. So uh, luckily we were able to get a, a one way ticket on Qatar Airways, but again we had to do the quarantine request to change things, change the dates, um, and. Okay, it's a, God's, a as a God's intervention. It's a long story, and you, uh, but you yeah. arrived safely, and you also uh, went through the quarantine here for two weeks or so. It's God's grace. I think uh, we were able to get everything in place, and um, again, I'm commending my uh, uh, the members of our uh, community once again in New Zealand. They are awesome. They, they, the quarantine, the MIQ people. They were, uh, this helped us out. I, I mean, our dates were changed, our flights were changed. They came from when I sent them the email saying that this is what is happening. They just went ahead and said, "Okay, we'll sort something out." They've done it, and that's, that's the reason wonderful. I'm here. Thank you so much, Harpreet. I'm glad that you are back and you are back safely. And yeah. your son is now back in London with his wife. No, they are still in Delhi, waiting for some papers to come in from uh, Ireland. Okay. They expect them to this week, some hopefully by the end of this week. Yeah, and they should be flying back to Ireland together. Okay, uh, around the thirteenth. Yeah. Oh, wonderful! Thank you yeah. very much for this interview. Uh, thank you. And um, just uh, two announcements. Um, one thing is that. We are going to plan for another Bible study course with Brother Karen, and we will look at some of the Psalms. Psalms um, are writings and are sung, so it fits with the, what Harpreet has just uh, told us about the singing and the, the the word. So that series will take place on the fifth of July, and then continue for three further Mondays. And as we have Harpreet in uh, in this program with us. I'd like to also mention an interfaith event that is planned for Wednesday, the 30th of June, 7.30 to 9 p.m. at the Avondale Islamic Center. This is an event organized by the Auckland Interfaith Council, and we will have several uh, Interfaith Council members reflecting on the connection of their respective faith and the preservation of our environment. So everybody is welcome. For further information, please check out the AIFC website at Auckland Interfaith Council, one word, .org.nz. And all events are also on my website at www.studyjoy.nz. And uh, yes, kia kaha, keep safe, and thank you very much, Harpreet. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Aotearoa, peace. 